Hi there, I'm Dean Heskin, President and CEO of Swiss America Trading Corporation. Welcome to this episode of Secret War on Cash. Welcome back to the Secret War podcast. I have along with me Chris Agalestos. Chris, how are you? Great, thank you. Good to be here. Nice to have you here. Hope all is well in your world. No complaints. Anything, no complaints. Anything to report? Well, uh, no, nothing, nothing, nothing too big. Kids are doing well. Uh, wife, good. Dogs, good. No, no real problems. So something's bound to come right around the corner. Don't say that. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes when you're on a good wave, you just get to ride the good wave. Enjoy it. Well, we've been discussing recently some of the things happening with U.S. banks, ranging from frozen bank accounts, legally obtained funds being taken from citizens because Mm -hmm. someone deemed them to be suspicious for whatever reason, Um, bank closures, as well as the seemingly fruitless process many of these people have had to experience in trying to get their own money back. Yesterday, Chris, I saw where Wells Fargo is planning on closing 100 bank branches this year. Now, this is from this point forward is my understanding. They say it's being done in strategic areas, and they're also going to be opening up some additional branches. But overall, it seems with this recent move, along with similar moves by other banks, that things are becoming, I don't know, much more complicated with banking and accessing our own money. In your opinion, Chris, is what we're seeing something you'd consider to be harmless or is there potentially, you know, reason for some concern? Well, I mean, if you just look at this uh, Wells Fargo article, you may think, okay, that makes sense. You know, not not that big a deal. But I think when you step back and you look at the big picture, you know, last year uh, we had two thousand net bank closures, so three thousand banks closed, a thousand opened, but you know, two thousand net remained closed. That's about 40 per state on average, right? When you do the math. So, I mean, that is going to start impacting people. And that's that's just one year. Uh, and of course, they cite more digital transactions, you know, younger customers doing more things online. But I think we all know having a, a branch costs money. You have to staff it with people, right? You have to build the building, uh, you know, lease the land and, and pay the operating costs. So, you know the banks uh, don't don't want to spend money that they don't need to, so they're certainly pushing to go to a more uh, digital world. You know, along with uh, the government, you know, going to a more of a cashless society. So I think we will continue to see branches close, and that to me is is what's concerning. You know, right now you and I can probably you know drive five or ten minutes and and get to a bank, but what's it going to be like in another three years, another five years? Uh, I think it's it's you know sort of akin to uh, what's the saying you know you can put a, a frog in a pot of water and slowly turn up the heat and and end up cooking them because they don't jump out and I, I sort of feel like that's what's happening here where they've been turning up the heat on us the last few years uh, it's starting to get hotter and if people aren't paying attention you know they may end up cooked. Sure. Well, I, you know, and adding to that, Chris, what I find interesting about it and and. Sure. Like they, they, they're talking about, they're doing this for strategic reasons. Um, you know, maybe areas that they don't see as much traffic, et cetera. And, and that may all very well be true. I'd like to believe it is true. I think that the part of it, however, that, you know, kind of makes you take a step back and, and maybe take a second look at it 
this is all happening at a time where, you know, going back when we had the Silicon Valley Bank kind of was the kickoff of one of the big ones here in recent months, uh, closing down, people waiting in line for their money. And then there's been, you know, kind of a somewhat of a succession of other banks going through similar things or other problems that we've been reading about in the news and in the financial news. Um, and that's where, you know, you take if you took this in and of itself, yeah, maybe it's a little benign, maybe it's a little harmless. But when you when you look at the condition of banking overall, I don't think the average American feels like our banking system is secure. I don't think they think everything is sound. And I and I think that's what has people concerned about, you know, keeping their money there and what the future of, of banking, you know, really has for us, you know, in the United right. States of America. Now yep. In related news, it was reported this week that Chase is actually in the lead for the greatest number of bank closures. Um, they're reported as saying they're all very strategic moves, like we just mentioned. Some are describing these moves as creating what's happening, I should say, the, the people who are maybe not advocates of, of these closures. Um, it's creating a literal banking desert in certain areas. Meaning, mm -hmm. and I think we just mentioned this a moment ago, it can be in excess of 10 miles to the nearest physical bank for some people. Right. In these, in these instances, it would leave only the ability for the, these people to bank electronically, which we all know is not uncommon these days. Yeah. But when I heard this, I thought back to some of the other reports we've covered in our recent podcast where people who we're doing the banking with electronic centric institutions. They've had their accounts frozen in air or their funds seized. And in some cases for months on end have not been able to get in touch with anyone or have their situation resolved. So Chris, is, is there a downside in your estimation to strict electronic banking? Yeah, well, absolutely. And I was thinking about this and I realized, um, there, there is potentially no downside as long as there's never a problem and nothing ever goes wrong. So if you're living in fantasy land, uh, perhaps electronic banking uh, has, has no downsides. But otherwise, even just simple problems, you know, power outages, sure. um, you know, identity theft. You know, if, if let's say somebody takes your identity, if you don't even have a branch that you can walk into and all you have is an electronic uh, sort of footprint or identity, how do you tell one person from the other? Um, you know, maybe you can get it figured out, but how much longer is it going to take? Uh, you know, we hear about computer systems and servers being hacked, um, phone systems going down. I think it was a green dot bank, if I remember right, that, you know, people were calling and calling for days and the, the phone system was so overloaded that, that they couldn't get through to anybody. Um, let alone uh, like the Silicon Valley Bank, if if uh, uh, the bank completely uh, shuts down, well, at least people were able to go stand in a line in front of a building and eventually uh, get in. But, you know, what do you do if, if you're doing everything completely online? So uh, I, I definitely think there's a big downside. And, and even to that point, you know, and I, I've said this before to people, but I, I bank it at two different uh, banks. Um, I, I keep a, a big uh, bank uh, a checking account, you know, with one of the bigger banks, I should say, um, and then also a smaller local credit union so that 
uh, if something happens, I at least have, you know, one outlet if, if one goes down and, and, sure. you know, I don't, you know, I'm not going to show up at New York and, and, uh, bang on uh, the doors or uh, in San Francisco at uh, Wells Fargo and get in to speak with the president. But at least at my so smaller local credit union, maybe I've got a chance of showing up right. at the building and, and getting somebody to help me out. So uh, definitely something that, that isn't for me. Maybe the young kids are okay with it, uh, but I, I certainly don't think it's a good idea for most of us. Sure. I agree. And, you know, you, you brought up an interesting point uh, with what happened in Silicon Valley. You really, you really have to wonder if that if that physical location, the branch had not been there uh, and those people waiting in line like they did, basically demanding their money in whatever way they could, um, if they were just left with the ability to go online or call a toll-free number, uh, would it have created the same urgency or the same ability right. for them to kind of demand their money? I mean, it's easy enough if your bank closed down because there's no money there. I don't know. They probably just, why answer the phone? Um, but right. if somebody's standing there in front of your institution, that makes that a little bit more complicated. So thanks well, and, for sharing and even, that. Yeah. And even, even, you know, just the image of people standing in line, right? We all saw that on the news and it, it made the headlines, right? If it was a bunch of people at home that couldn't get access, uh, what sort of visuals do we even have? Would we have even known about it? Would it have made as big of a splash? So uh, I mean, it definitely would have been a completely different situation. And that's just one example. Right. Right. And, you know, you wonder, too, would the news, you know, CNBC, uh, Fox, et cetera, would they have been covering it to the extent they did? Because right. there wasn't a visual, you know, accompaniment to the story. Yeah. So, yeah, very interesting. And one of the things you also mentioned, and I'll, I'll tee off on here, uh, I like the fact, as you said, you know, you've got a larger a big name bank that you use and then a smaller one to keep your banking diversified. Uh, and diversification yep. is really the key. Having your eggs in any one basket is never a good thing to do. And that's why for those of you tuning in, if you'd like more information on how to become better diversified, if you want to learn more about what is happening in our financial system with our banks, our markets, call and get a free copy of our secret war report. Uh, if you have if questions about maybe retirement accounts, we have information on that too, where you may want to diversify that into some physical gold, physical silver. All of the information we offer is complimentary. All you need to do is contact our office at 1-800-289-2646 or visit us online at www.swissamerica.com. I hope you've enjoyed this uh, podcast. Feel free to comment. Uh, to hear more episodes like this, please subscribe. And lastly, follow us on social media. We'd love to stay in touch with you. Chris, thanks for joining us. Thanks for being here. Always great to see you. Well, you as well. And to those of you tuning in, we look forward to the next opportunity to share some more information with you. Thanks and have a great rest of your day.